Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. Sorry to be a bit behind schedule this week, but some uh, uncontrollable events occurred in fantasy football land. Uh, joined by the Statesman this week, he's back. I'm back, buddy, and I do apologise to the listener. Uh, the reason why we are uh, effectively a day late is all on me. It was uh, my birthday yesterday, so uh, got the late call up and left uh, Steve in the ditch. So um, I thought I'd better do the right thing and come back and do it tonight. Yeah, yeah, happy 69th uh, to you. <laughs> well done. Nice. nice. Um, wow, what a, what a week in fantasy football, Stato. It just, it was... There were some big scores, there were some low scores, but there was just carnage. It was carnage and just fantasy-relevant players injured. Yeah, just incredible, wasn't it? And it was one of those stressful weekends, to be quite honest with you. I got through the the Friday night game um, pretty well, um, was a happy camper, but Saturday was shit, Sunday was even worse. Monday wasn't too much better, uh, and seeing my own Nick Dacos in quite a few of the, the keeper leagues, uh, yesterday wasn't too bad. Yeah, I was sweating on that Nick Dacos. I had, I, I was up, like, Cosy, I had Cosy Pickett in the Monday game. He scored 16 in Supercoach, and in the end, I needed Nick Dacos to score less than 126 to win, and I think he was on 40 after about five minutes. So I just went, oh, that's fine. That's fine. I can oh, just. My- Move on from I, that. I thought I was the smartest person. I, I got Chase Jones on nearly every waiver. A couple of them I got JJ. And, uh, of course, seeing he was going to play his second game and it looks like a, a good long-term player, Roberts popped into many of my sort of keeper teams as well. So uh, to get a 19, 37 and a 67 off those three, uh, thinking I was the smartest coach in history. Yeah, I... I know a lot of people took exception to JJ, but it's he still had a good role. It, yeah. It's just a terrible matchup. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. I see so, and I've seen a fair bit of that on the Twitters this week. Is people not understanding good matchups, bad matchups? I think, like, and just from a real football perspective, where there's some crossover. Like I saw someone saying Tim Tirano had his best game against the league's hardest midfield. Melbourne's one of the easiest midfielders. Easiest. Yeah. So they're they're one of the better midfields, but they're easier to score against. Yeah, so rack, racking up the pill isn't isn't quite a struggle. Anyway, we'll run through some of the big injuries. Uh, Luke Shuey, uh, who's been serviceable, injured again for a month. Uh, He's injured. Yeah, really? unbelievable, unbelievable scenes. I think most of that list is injured. Mm, yeah, they're having a rough trot again. Uh, but, but, but would you want to play if you knew Dossie supported you? <laughs> You couldn't, could you? You couldn't. <laughs> There's every chance he's going to pick you in his team. It's career, <laughs> end, career ending, that. Uh, our man took Miller, torn meniscus, so he's out for, looks like, a couple of months. Um, oh, okay. And we'll obviously field some questions on Tuk Tuk. Uh, Todd Marshall, who I rostered, thanks, Matty Faz, the shoe-in. Uh, he, he's, he's hurt. Uh, Sam Taylor, okay. 10 to 12 weeks. Now, could that give um, a ray of sunshine? We'll talk about that later. 
We'll okay. talk about that later. There's a lot of questions. A lot of questions as usual. Uh, liver concussion. Looks like missed one, maybe two. And uh, it's McRae season. I hope it's Bailey Smith season. Um, he's got to get back from injury. He's meant to be back this week. Okay. Uh, and Laverde looks set to miss a couple months as well, which might cause a bit of a reshuffle back there in defence. Mitch Lewis looks like returning. Salem's one to two away. And Tristan Zeri's uh, five to seven, so still very long term on that. Wow. Um, on the X Man, so he's had one good quarter this season so far. He's got a lift. Did you know? Yeah, it, I still can't believe the Listener League team that that was the only ruck they drafted, right? And so because it was a long term injury, we let him replace it. They replaced it with Tom DeConing, who was out this week. That team played Jono in the Listener League, the Vampire team, and won. Man down. <laughs> Man down. Not even just one, like smashed him. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So have you got anything anything you want to wrap up from this weekend's games before we hit the waivers? Or Yeah, there's a uh, few things I noticed just on some scoring trends. Um, West Coast with their depleted list are giving away uh, big scores to the opposition mid and most importantly, forwards. So there'll be some forwards you can stream against West Coast. So Rosie had a season high 133. Willem Drew had a season high 123. In fact, he's only averaging in the 70s, Willem. Um, so that's a, um, a, a good rise um, for him. Um, Darcy Byrne-Jones has been playing forward, but... Noting with a couple of potential injuries we're hearing at Port Adelaide, he might slot back into his good halfback line. So it might be worthwhile on the waiver and comes in with a good score, a 101 playing forward, and Finlayson, uh, 92. But noting he is getting a little bit of ruck time, and that did look like a good role for him at the end of last year. Uh, Brisbane mids, um, we've been talking about this a little bit, but they've just got too many cooks um, so buying low on Lions players is probably not a good move. You might think owners are a bit sort of um, dry away, but seeing they've got so many to manage, they're just not going to give you the returns you're hoping for. And we've seen Suitcase, Dunkley, Neil, all underperforming in fantasy, fantasy circles, but performing pretty well for the team. Um so I don't think they're a, uh, a buy-low target, so be looking elsewhere. And last and not least, um, stream against the Saints. They may be winning, and look, they're the best team in the competition right now, but it's only on the scoreboard. They lose fantasy points like it's going out of fashion, and they've got a really good defensive mechanism. So really they're stopping the teams going forward. So what they're doing to try and... Um, counter that is try and uh, switch the play so there's a lot of extra stats happening in the opposition against the Saints so for an example they beat Carlton on the weekend the fantasy points so AFL fantasy points were 18.29 to 14.90 so the the winning team had 14.90 um, and they're top of the table so they're good in real footy um, and they're being very helpful to us fantasy coaches. Yeah, I think we sort of flagged that after round one, and it was sort of was it because they had no key forwards, but their, their forwards are being fine. It's just they're, they're set up so well. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And and they're giving really good points to midfielders. So you look, uh, I think there was, might have been four or five of the midfield types at Carlton that, that turned up on the weekend. It was huge. Yeah, I know Chera had a had a monster. Walsh did. Yeah. Well, it's Walsh. Well, I can't believe he just come, just walk straight back in and just oh, yeah. absolutely dominates. So that's a Western Victorian right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk through the the injury situation. So we'll talk through Himmelberg because I don't think like, with the Sam Taylor injury, I don't think this is just as cut and dried as last year. Yeah, um, agreed. You've got Nick Haynes is playing some pretty quality footy this year. They've had a bit of a reshuffle. Will they hang on to the ball back there as much? And they've got a couple of tools who could potentially come back in the next fortnight. So I'm I'm not as convinced as just that he walks back in and averages 110. The problem is, is if he's sitting on the waivers, I reckon he's one you, you grab and put on your bench and wait and see. Because if he moves back there and pumps out a 110... Um, you're fighting for him from every coach on the waiver. Yeah, he, I, he's forty four percent owned, so he's just a bit bit above our limit. But he's you got to go for him if he's there. Yeah, and and, it, and it's a no promises here, but it's just in case because it could be a season winner because you don't win your league at the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Take advantage of these injury situations. The other one, unfortunately, took Miller. Um, people are sort of getting around. <laughs> Please no. Please, <laughs> Please no. I mean, we've seen this sort of game before and it just ends up being a mishmash of Dave Swallow and Alex Davies. Can someone tell me about Alex Davies? He's big. Um, <laughs> He's yeah, got forward just, status. He doesn't score when he plays. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just really good contested beast. But to replace Took, don't you need that um, uh, the the running power and the, the, the create the extra possessions? I mean, maybe Anderson. Maybe you're right that a, Alex comes in to do the little grunt work, and Anderson becomes the link player. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not convinced. There's anyone worth picking up. I think Davies with the forward status is nice. But I'm, yeah, nice 40. It's just nice if you got... I think if you just got Anderson and Matty Rowell, then it's just good for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're not going to lose out, that's for sure. But, I mean, surely the <laughs> the opposition forwards are going to just dine out. Like that, yeah. def- that defence sucks. Oh, except for McPherson, mate. He's a little gun. He's one of the best pickups for the year for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> Not, <laughs> he's fine. Not, not all superheroes are over six foot. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, okay. Look, he's going well for fantasy, but I'm not. I'm not convinced yeah. it's going to be good times. On the actual scoreboard, uh, waivers stayed. I'll lead it off. I got. I still do. <laughs> I think you got to pick up Himmelberg. Fiorini's at nineteen percent ownership, so he's floating around in a lot of leagues. And sorry, can we just have a little uh, five minute break? Yes. I've just got to pick up Fiorini. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it now. You keep going through your way. Yeah, 90% and you just don't find good midfielders at this time of year. So 
it's probably yeah. worth a hit. Alex Davies is at four percent with the forward status. I'm not I'm not loving it. I would probably wouldn't spend a priority pick on it. Um JJ, uh Jason Johannesson still at thirty seven percent ownership, defender forward. I wouldn't worry about that last score too much. Got Hawthorne this week, a lot better matchup. Uh Aaron Norton has the Hawks and GWS who just lost Sam Taylor. Uh he, he's just um I think it's a good matchup play. If you need a forward, Max Holmes is at thirty eight percent ownership. He's sort of getting that thirty to forty percent in the midfield time. Uh, Cats just seem to be hitting their straps a little bit more with some easier matchups. And Frampton comes alive. I couldn't hey. believe this, Stato. 8% ownership, listed as a defender, and he actually rolled out a really nice score against one of the hardest rucks in the league to score against. So I am, I'm picking up Frampton. Wow. So. There you go. Uh, Xavier O'Halloran, so we're talking 6% owned uh, 90 last week, noting there was no top Tom Green, um, but he played really well. Actually kicked a couple of goals in that too. Um, was a NAB League captain. The club rates him really highly. Um, was a good junior scorer, and uh, obviously they reckon he's got captaincy material, but he's played mainly a defensive wing role before. But um, we do know that there's a fair few that's cleared out of that midfield. Um, so I think he's one to uh, certainly have a look at. Uh, 6% midfielder, so it's worthwhile. Rory Sloan. Um, now, 111 on the weekend. I know the matchup is probably a little bit favourable, but, geez, uh, at 111, if you can get that... Um, as your emergency, uh, you know, once every four weeks, and that's hugely beneficial, only 29% own. Willem Drew, I talked about before, 123, but he's only averaging 74, so it might be all just match-up um, uh, match based. Um, 28% own, has got a good match-up this week. Um, Sam Simpson, first game back for quite some time, 72 points, he's a mid-forward. He's only 3.6% own. And uh, just to call out for Dossie, Bailey, the Bulldog Williams, uh, pumped out a 95 this week. 16% uh, own defender midfielder. Yeah, and just if you wanted to take advantage of that St Kilda matchup for defenders, Port play them this week who have any number of defenders who can uh, chip it to each other. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing they, they can do. All right, on to the Twitter questions, which there's a few as usual. Coxie, Himmelberg, role change. Talk me out of a sneaky trade offer. Ooh. Would you actually trade for Himmelberg as opposed to just wave uh, up? The, the problem, this is, it's, it's a really interesting question because I, I, I will say that the, the percentage of this happening, I'd say, is probably a little bit lower than what we would like. That's the reality. Um, but if he, if he goes back and scores 110, then there's no way you're taking off his owner. Yeah, I think in Riccardi had an okay match in the twos as well, if I recall. Well, yeah, I think you're right too. So that does help his case, but, I haven't looked when um, uh, 
Phil Davis is coming back. I don't know how much uh, longer a, he's got it. Well, it's a couple, two to three, but it's Phil Davis, so yeah, it could go up ten weeks in that two weeks. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Stephen, uncontrollable screaming. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's that type of week. Uh, Ninja Spoon, what's the general vibe around Grundy? Don't enjoy being an owner, but he has no trade value. Won't go to waivers, but what kind of trade is fair? Well, you own him in our Keeper League. Yeah. So what would you accept for him? Oh, I, yeah, it's a good point. If you don't have a great secondary option, so in redraft, I'd say it's he's tough. Because I I find rucks are the hardest position to trade, and we don't see many ruck trades in the leagues I've played in. Keeper yeah. leagues a little bit different because you can package him up. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. It's it's tough to answer that one. I've got to be honest. I I can't expect that it, the return would be as much as he's worth just having in your team. Does that make yeah. sense? Like. You're not going to get anything, but what are you going to pick up off waivers that's better? Here's a left-field one for Gold Coast. Jeremy Sharp. It's pretty left-field, man. They weren't even playing him at the start of the year when Ellis was injured and Buella was mm. playing. That's true. <sighs> Sorry, Ninja, no help there. No help there. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Pick up Tom Hickey and and someone else. I don't know. I could only get Fiorini off one waiver, which was our keeper league, Steve. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. Um, Mosquito. My, my midfield is stacked in that league. It's just everyone else is terrible. Uh, Mosquito Fleet. <laughs> By God, that's Fiorini's music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, Dangerfield's real adventures. Is Luco a serious option now as a top 15 forward potential of higher? Yeah, what's your thoughts on him? He just, he, he relies on marks, right? Like, if you think he's... But he does go up the ground a bit, which is, let's think of the rewild. best that could yeah. do that rewild. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't be so high on him now that bloody took Miller's injured. Mm. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a valid point. So maybe not a top 15 forward. Yeah, he Um, might be worth owning. I'm just not super convinced. They played North Melbourne. They gave him a pantsing. Yeah. True. true. Uh, Cooper, who do do we play this week? Richmond. Yeah, we'll beat them, but after that it might get... Tricky. Uh, Cooper, shallow league. Who to drop between Hewitt, Chera, and Setterfield? Oh, uh, at the moment, probably Hewitt. Mm. Although I was interested to see Setter lost his midfield time when a defender went down. Liberty. Yeah. Surely that's just, that's just to cover the injury and because of who they had as the sub, surely. It's never a good sign when you're the swing man. AKA, my name is Callum Mills. No? Oh, you're frozen. Is Mitch Duncan scoring a worry, e.g., role change, or should he bounce back? 
we're sitting in my field in, in my dynasty league, uh, so I hope he comes back. But, look, we know he's got the scoring power. Um, but they are a team that sort of wrote, seem to rotate the roles a little bit, so they're managing... They seem to be managing players all the time. But I wonder, seeing they've had that slow start, of whether there's a little bit consistency of how they play and who they play each week. So you've got less opportunity to manage if you're not cemented in the top four. Um, I assume it comes back. Um, but what is it, a, a big score than a 55 and a 44? It's, it's not fantastic. Yeah, I don't trust those Geelong guys at all. They might be good for a stretch, but I don't know. Uh, Stewart's the only one that I like owning, but he also comes in injuries. Yeah. Uh, Rich, any buyers for Dusty? Hell no. Jared, is wines a buy low or washed? And can I call you Fizz Khalifa? Who's Fizz Khalifa? There was a a porno chick called Mia Khalifa. What? Is wines a buy low or washed? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, mate told me, Stato. Mate told me. Yeah, yeah, mate told me. I think Brisbane have got too many midfields to Port. service those that are getting the game, let alone someone that's not in the 22. Uh, Ollie Wines? Oh, I thought he said Lions. Sorry. Um, Ollie Wines. Um, what's his scoring been like? I yeah, it hasn't been good. I, th- I thought he was a buy low for the last, like, three weeks. Oh really? But he, um, so I'm just going to have a quick look because right. um, we'll come um, back to that. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Swan's fullback, Callum Mills. Is he a hold if we have him? Is he a buy low if we don't? Uh, yeah, I reckon. I reckon he's a buy low. They get Rampy back. They get Tom McCartan back. Yeah, I reckon you could buy low on him. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Wines, did you did you reach a conclusion? He's averaging bloody 75. So, um, this is his scoring. 95 Brisbane, 75. You can accept a smaller score against Collingwood. They're a tough matchup. 82 against Adelaide. 48 against Sydney. That's disgraceful. 79 and 74. So... At an average of 75, he's currently not fieldable. Um, maybe we, even if we take out the 48, he's averaging low to mid 80s. Let's see. It, I reckon he's by low because all those matchups suck. Like Sydney, one of the worst midfields. Brisbane, one of the worst midfields. Collingwood, one of the worst. Mid- they're all like just so many bad. He matchups. had West Coast last week for a seventy. Yeah, but if if a team's oh. gonna if you're gonna absolutely wax a team like West Coast, surely it's not the inside guy who does it all. Yeah, that's probably fair. But look, I'd say um, it, it's worth the punt because you're probably not going to be paying too much for a seventy-five averaging midfielder. Although he is an experimental medalist. 
But shit, God, that's not good. Yeah, he'd be cheap as chips. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I pity the fools. <laughs> Lee, oh, man, I would absolutely trade a shit house defender for that because you can replace defenders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam, what are, what are you saying? A shit house defender, uh, an eighty averaging shit house defender. Yeah, like Jordan Clark, Cal- Callum Wilkie last week. Yeah. Liam, after this week, but yeah. Uh, uh, trying to fix the took hole, have Robarm on the bench, looking to dump Pickett to either Sloan, Billings, or Billings or Fiorini. Who's safer? God, who do you think? Uh, it can't be Jack Billings. So Sloan or Fiorini? I, I, I can't. I'm, I think Fiorini is a fine pickup. Fiorini or Sloan? Who do you like? Uh, It's only guaranteed for eight weeks, isn't it? But Fiorini for the short to mid-term play. Yeah. I kind of agree. Um, Brandon traded Rao for short back in round two. Reckon that's a good piece of business. Yep. It is, and uh, if he continues that defensive role, that's where his peak scoring is, and you get DPP if you're in a competition that um, gives you the the position changes because you love that, don't you, Steve? Big fan, big fan. (laughs) Uh, Jared, is Jack Crisp fieldable anymore? Yes, of course he is. Um. We, we we know that they're not the best team. Um, we know that. Um, but he has a ceiling on him um, and he's averaging five points more than Ollie Wines. So <laughs> one thing we have noticed, <coughs> one thing we have noticed, um, and look, these are his scores, 81, 83, 76, 72, 84, 82. They're, they're not outstanding by any stretch of the imagination. They've had reasonably tough matchups, a couple of good ones in there. But if you're getting that pumped out by one of your midfielders each week, it's not killing you. It's not winning you each round, but it's not killing you. It's when you get the ones that are, you know, might give you a ton one week, <laughs> like Chase Jones, and then give you a 37 the next week. They're the ones that kill and give you losses. Surprised everyone was so hot on Chase Jones. I couldn't believe people were bringing him into salary cap. Was he super cheap or something? I did. Did you? Um, yeah, yeah, cheap and uh, low broker. Cheap and nasty. Yeah, he was nasty. Uh, if Stewie knows what's good for him, uh, and it has Flanders. Two weeks away, they tell me. Do you reckon he gets any any run when he's back? He's the obvious one if he was fit and playing in the team for me. Hmm. It's just so sad. We just could have. We just could have had the best two months in history. Was this Chase Jones performance? Oh, sorry, Alex. Was this Chase Jones performance an anomaly, or do we send him back to the waivers? Uh, I, I think. Um, I think we need more evidence. Got a really tough matchup against Collingwood this week. Um, I watched that game because, as I just told you, I brought him in in salary cap. And seriously, the ball was on the opposite side to his wing all fucking game. It was unbelievable. But um, 
wing rolls are really risky. Um, there's no doubts about that. And they're also reliant on your uh, insides doing good work and, and using your side. So um, I, I would give him another shot because his three weeks prior to that was really impressive. Um, and you just got to say he's had one bad game out of four, noting that um, his first game uh, was only three, 33% game time because he start, was the starting sub. Um, but those three weeks, his performance, his role just looked excellent. Had a bad one on the weekend, which should have been a good matchup, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, I would, uh, I think he's got St Kilda in three weeks. You're going to know by three weeks whether he's a good pick or he's back to the waivers. But um, I would still have a look because he's, um, his points per minute has been pretty impressive this year so far. I'll tell you what, Stato, after Collingwood, he has one of the worst matchups, which is against Geelong down in GNMHBA, where there are no wings. Yeah, God bless him. So That's maybe just point. pick him, maybe just drop him and pick him back up in two or three yeah, weeks. Yeah, when, when he's got St Kilda Western Bulldogs, uh, Suns and and West Coast, then he's got a good run, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a, that he's is got a couple st- of tough ones ahead. Then he has got a good stretch, so that's yeah. a positive for Chase Jones. Uh, James, who would you rather trade, LDU or Anderson for Bailey Smith? Also, can I trust in the big Teakle? Wowee. No. No, you can't trust Teakle. Um, I, I I like him, but I just don't think he's going to be a, a, a good scorer. And job security of set gets good form in SNFL might disappear. Um, well, they're playing a bit of uh, Russian roulette with their rucks at the moment. I don't and think. What was the first part of the question? I'll just say on what I said, I think his game in the sand was <laughs> rumored to be pretty shit house. Was that? Um, LDU. You might be gone, the poor fella. That's uh, a shame. LDU or Noah Anderson, I guess, for Bailey Smith. Pick one of those three, are you saying? Wait, who would you rather trade, LDU or Anderson for Bailey Smith? I would not be trading Anderson for Bailey Smith. No. LDU? Um, oh. Fucking LDU. He started the season so well. Uh, he was a laid out three minutes before the game, round three, and he just hasn't been himself since. Um, that doesn't mean that doesn't get rectified. It might get rectified, but uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. He's still got the role. It's just, yeah. So would you actually do that trade? Uh, I wouldn't take LDU for Bailey Smith. So so you'd rather Bailey Smith than LDU? Yeah. Yep, fair enough. Uh, There's your answer. Major, who do we pick up from the Greater Coast to replace Took? Flanders, Constable, Fiorini? Fiorini. Is Willem Drew back? Uh, No, one game, good matchup. Uh, Frio Yeah, it's West Coast Yeah, there you go uh, Chance of Himmelberg Season 2.0 There's the chance Has Cam... I don't think it's a massive chance But I think it's a chance Yeah Has Cam stopped appearing out of shame That his boy Parfit has stopped getting a game It could be the case um, It's amazing that, you know When they were 0-3 We weren't hearing too much from him Hmm any, All pre-season he was up and about. 
<laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Cam for a while. What's happened there? Uh, any chance Finlayson's more than a one-week stream? Yes, um, but on the right matchup. So just remember that. But yes, he absolutely is. He showed at the back end last year um, the, when he was sort of running the ruck role, ruck forward, where he was predominantly ruck, that he was just scoring magnificently well. So he's a little bit forward ruck at the moment, so it's a little bit more volatile. But, yes, you can stream him longer than one week. Uh, Hawko, Jai Newcomb appreciation post. He had a good one. Forked Hawk, surely the better Jed Anderson comes in for Took this week. <laughs> Didn't he get hurt, the poor bucker? Yeah, I think he's off the injury list, though. Oh, good. Good. Well, uh, he he's actually a chance. If, yeah. if he's fit, I haven't looked at VFL to find out whether he played or not, but if he is fit, bloody oath he is. You know who's undefeated, Stato? Is our son's VFL team. Hey, just remarkable. The depth is just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just all the same. Just a great, great VFL <laughs> team playing in the wrong league. Uh, House, Fiorini. That's all he says, just Fiorini. Yeah, Fiorini, spot on. Just picked him up in the waivers now, Keeper. Warren Waterhouse, go to Rini time. Yeah, I guess. P.S. Does Come Dog get a bump with Taylor gone? Yeah, yeah, he he might do. the 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 issue that they've got is they've got three ball distributors. Um, seeing Whitfield's gone back, Ash has gone back. You've got three of them, so they're they're going to be up and down like a yo-yo, with none of them being the super scorer because there's three of them. They're sharing the pie. Yeah, I'd, I'd start to look to play forwards against GWS. That'd be the move. Like, yeah. th- they were already okay as a matchup, but goddamn, Sam Taylor's a jet. Yeah, he is. Anyway. All Australian. Yeah, that's all the questions we got. Stato, it's going to wrap it up. The old bastard. Beautiful, well done. Well played. Noise and tweet. Always very tight. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.